The college football world was stunned on Saturday, and it's all because of one man, Deion Sanders. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is a Locked On crossover between Locked On Bus, myself, Kevin Borba, and Locked On Horn Frogs with Stephen Simcox. Stephen, thank you for joining us. And it's time to talk about the game that we witnessed over the weekend. Um, we talked about it a couple times prior to Saturday, and then the aftermath was just something that um, I think the college football world wasn't ready for. No matter how big of a Colorado fan you were, I don't think you could you were ready for what took place on Saturday. So. Um, without further ado, let's just talk about what the main storyline is. Is Dion Colorado stole the show? Um, I think their offense uh, put up over 500 yards. Um, Shadur Sanders looked like um, it's hard to look like a seasoned vet in college because usually you only mm-hmm. get like four to five years, but he looked like he'd been playing college football for about <laughs> 10 years and was just shredding the defense and was very poised in the pocket. Had a great deep ball. Um, he had four weapons on offense that were making noise. Dylan Edwards had four touchdowns. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Horn Jr. and Xavier Weaver, the two guys we talked about before the show, they both had 100 yards, but their performances weren't as loud as Travis Hunter's or Edwards, so it kind of mm-hmm. gets overlooked. But what was your biggest takeaway from this Colorado team and kind of how they stole uh, week one from everybody? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the title of – well, not the title of my video, but I guess the title of my thumbnail – on uh, Sunday, it was just I was wrong because I, I I missed on this one. I did. I was wrong too. I need to say that I was wrong about the score, and I said Colorado was going to lose. I was wrong too. Go ahead, Steven. Sorry. No, no, you're totally good. I mean, I think everybody. Well, except I won't say everybody because I know there were a lot of people on YouTube that were commenting through the week and telling me like you don't understand what's going to happen. Um, and I I think during the week, Kevin, and we sort of talked about this because I think we did a show early in the week, and then we did one with Drake later in the week. As I looked at that roster more and more, I was like, okay, I think TCU's going to win. I'm not sure they're going to cover because this is a pretty talented group, and I just didn't really know what to expect. But I kept coming back to the fact that, like, surely in the first game, there's going to be some growing pains for this team. And I think the thing that stood out to me the most was, I mean, Coach Prime and his staff, like, outcoached TCU. They looked like the team that was more in control. They looked like the team that was more poised. They turned the ball over once, I guess, but that was really the only mistake they made on offense. Had some pre-snap penalties, but not the way that TCU did. I mean, TCU turned the ball over twice in the red zone. They um, killed their drives in the first half with false starts and holding penalties and, and things that you wouldn't expect from um, a group that played, you know, in the college football playoff last year. And you're right about Shadur. I mean, I, I, I don't know why this play sticks out in my mind, but – I remember one play specifically where he was rolling to his left and he was getting chased by Dominic Williams, one of the TCU defensive linemen. And he just sort of like tapped the brakes and watched as this 300 pound man ran past him and then just took two shuffle steps to the right and threw a sidearm rope to somebody. Um, And that was kind of his whole game. Like I, I think TCU dared him to throw the football and they kept expecting him to make mistakes and he didn't – I mean, not only did he not make mistakes, I mean, he was throwing, like, darts and dimes to people. Um, and then once – like, I think TCU came out kind of conservatively, and once they got hit in the mouth, so to speak, and got on their heels a little bit, all of a sudden it was like, oh, man, this is going to be a ball game. And now we have to sort of adjust on the fly. And um, one of the other many things I was wrong about was I knew Travis Hunter was really good. I didn't understand the impact he was going to have on both sides of the ball. Like – 
He was the, like, I mean, Edwards was fantastic, and you mentioned Horn and Weaver, but he was their best corner and best receiver. And, and not only like Colorado, he was the best player on the field mm-hmm. um, on Saturday and played like 120 snaps or something ridiculous. So um, for him to immediately step in and be like a top five player in college football, that was that was pretty wild to watch. But yeah, super impressed with Colorado and. I mean, I think you're right. Like Shadur Sanders and probably Hunter to a certain extent too. Sure, it was at the FCS level, but those guys played a lot of snaps at Jackson State. And it was a bigger stage, but they didn't look phased by it. And I felt like, you know, Chandler Morris made some mistakes that you would expect. He had a good game, but he did some things that you might expect from somebody who was in their fourth or fifth start. And obviously um, Colorado had a lot more experience on their side from a, from a game snap standpoint. Yeah, I think one of the things that stood out to me, too, was Shadur, because it's kind of hard for a lot of people who either didn't play college football or maybe didn't transfer from the FCS to the Power Five to understand what the difference is. So Shadur Sanders, perfect example. He told us what the difference was, and he said the skill guys are around the same. Everybody's got great skill guys. Everybody's athletic, but it's the trenches where um, as soon as he was out of the pocket, the TCU guys would pursue him, or I guess at the, the FCS level, they weren't always like um, – as aware of where he was, I guess you could say. And so he said that was the main difference. Um, so I, I appreciated that insight because honestly, I think that's kind of been a big discussion, a big criticism of him as he's played at the FCS level. Well, now he's at the power five level. Um, he himself said that was the best game he's ever played <laughs> at any level called football or any level of football, which was insane um, to l- read his stats off real quick. He was 38 of 47 for 510 yards, four touchdowns and completed 81% of his passes. And honestly, I would say there was probably about three or four drops that were not his fault where um, he could have completed 90% of his passes. And now I think if I had to give a bold take for the rest of the season, it'd be that he's going to have a perfect game eventually where he's going to complete 25 or 25 or something like that because he was accurate. He throws extremely hard. Um, he has a great deep ball. Um, it felt like every throw he made was in the right spot for the most part. Um, and then Coach Prime, I think he has an innate ability to kind of I think use the attention that he gets and make it about his team. Um, I think a lot of people misinterpret him being kind of boisterous and loud for him being self-centered and selfish. But um, he talked about it at the halftime interview that Travis could have had the Heisman um, had he dropped or had he not dropped those two passes. Um, he talked about how after the game he wanted people to come at him, not his team, and which is what a lot of the criticism was, um, where people criticizing the team and kind of what level of football they had came from. And so I just was thoroughly impressed with everything that Colorado did. Um, they were disciplined. Um, I think we, maybe part of us, both of us, me and you, Steve, and I think we talked about there could have been penalty opportunities for them where they're a new team with a lot of new faces um, and they didn't have a lot of penalties. They were disciplined. There was no like um, a- extracurriculars, if you will. There was no like shoving between any team, re- between either teams. Um, and I just think that they played a really great game. And I think, uh, I think they pleasantly surprised everyone. Wouldn't you agree? Well, not everyone. Not pleasantly, I guess. <laughs> surprised everyone, though. <laughs> For sure they did. And, you know, you talked about the trenches. And honestly, like, I think those weaknesses showed a little bit. I mean, not to not to talk down on anything they did, but they did give up 262 rushing yards. They weren't really able to run the ball effectively. But it didn't matter because they were so good on the outside. And guys like Shudder and Travis Hunter played such a great football game. And I feel like Sean Lewis had a really good game plan to mask, you know, some of their deficiencies on the O-line. Um, and that was like, okay, we're just going to get the ball out quick. We're going to get to our guys in space. We're going to allow them to make plays. And if you're going to get, if you're going to play off and give us like these short little slant patterns and hot routes and screens, then we'll do that. And eventually we'll, 
will make a break for it. And the bottom line is like, yeah, they gave up four sacks, but um, when they had to, when they had to, you know, stand up and, and make it happen, they did. I remember the turning, one of the turning points in that, in, in that game, in my mind, I can't, I guess it was early in the fourth quarter, third and 19, um, Colorado's down by three or down by four. And it was, it was sort of that point in the game where TCU had just gotten a sack and you felt like, okay, if they can get off the field here, they'll get the ball back. And that'll probably be the moment where they get their footing under them and they just turn it on. And they're probably, they're not going to win convincingly, but they should at least be able to, you know, salt away this game and win it. Um, and it was, you know, the O-line protected, like they, through a long developing play and they went up top to Travis Hunter. And I think it was a 43 yard catch um, that he made great throw, great catch drive kept going. They go score. And just every time they had to answer, they did. Like I was, I was surprised that, you know, every, every time TCU took that lead or tied it up or whatever, Colorado would just come right back and score. And so um, I guess like moving or looking ahead a little bit, Kevin, what were the things they did well, you know, in this football game, whether it's offense or defense, that you think they can kind of replicate and take, you know, moving forward as they go on through the season? Yeah, I think they played to their strengths. I think they knew that the offensive line, uh, which the offensive line, I have to give them credit, they played better than I thought they were. I think I was kind of tapping them as the weak link. And while they did give up a few sacks, like you mentioned, they were holding they were holding up quite well most of the game. And I would say Shadur Sanders was just making the right right decisions. Um, Sean Lewis put them in position to kind of um, – I think he put them in position, like you said, to make the easy throws and make the good throws. Um, if TCU was playing press, they kind of tested them deep. And if they were giving them space, they were just taking what they gave them in front of them. And so I liked that. Um, and I, we'll get to what went wrong for TCU after I give you a message from our sponsor over at eBay Motors. Um, eBay Motors is – Everyone needs some eBay motors in their life. Um, For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know what part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay. Okay, Stephen, we're back. We're talking about what exactly went right and wrong. Um, For Colorado, I kind of talked about the fact that they just took what the defense gave them. They put Shadur in positions to where he could succeed. Um... And then Travis Hunter, the Travis Hunter effect. Um, realistically, I think having Travis Hunter on the field for, I think it came out to 117 total snaps. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that the rest of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there was times, like when he dropped the touchdown pass or dropped that um, diving catch on the sideline in the first half, maybe it was fatigue or maybe it just slipped out of his hands. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do that every game. Uh, but having Travis Hunter on the field, I think, is like a key. Um, it sounds kind of stupid, but like literally just him being there um, and kind of making plays was something that I don't want to say I didn't expect, but not to that degree. Um, what do you think went wrong for TCU um, just in general? Like what was, if you had to pinpoint one thing? I mean, I think the defense really struggled. Um, it, tackling was a big issue, right? Like early in that game, especially giving up some third and longs just by not rallying the ball and making plays. Uh, the Dylan Edwards, I think it was a 75 yard touchdown touchdown reception on a screen pass where they 
mean, they had the edge there, and if they make a tackle, would have set up like third and 11, third and 12. That was the first possession of the second half. But instead it ends up being um, a a 24 to 14 game or something like that after he took that to the house. And so those are things they can clean up. You know, it it also feels like – and we talked about this um, before the game – are there things that Colorado could take from the Michigan and Georgia games to sort of give this defense problems? Um, and my, my general thought on that was probably, but I think ultimately like those are different teams and, and different personnel units. But um, the overarching theme in all those games is you want to isolate these linebackers and safeties in space and make them, you know, have to make plays. And I, I feel like they did a really good job of doing that. CCU didn't answer the bell. Um, you know, the first play that comes to mind is that fourth and two where Sanders hits Edwards on the little out pattern and Jamoy Hodge. I mean, it's a really tough play. Like, I hate to single him out, but he's having to run, like, essentially sideline to sideline trying to chase him down, and he he's couldn't get there. Still not over to yeah. the like, guy on the team. <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't get there, and Edwards got the corner, and he was gone. And so um, they did a great job of just finding ways to get their uh, playmakers matched up in, in good positions. And so they'll have to go back to the tape on that. Uh, and then just what I talked about earlier, like mistakes, the interceptions in the red zone were a killer. Um, and and the, the one that Travis Hunter made was an amazing play. Like he just yeah. sort of baited Chandler into making that throw. But also you have to think like why are – you've been running the ball effectively all day. Like why are you throwing the football on third and one from the Colorado five-yard line um, in, in that point in the ball game? I guess – if it works, I would be calling Kendall Browse a genius. But obviously, it didn't work, and they end up throwing a pick. And Chandler had one earlier in the game, missed field goal. Just a lot of little mistakes that um, just didn't go right and didn't happen. And so now for uh, for for this Colorado team, Kevin, like obviously they're comfortable with the spotlight. They they have no problem no. Um, <laughs> with with expectations, right? But how high can these expectations like if if they if they beat Nebraska this week yeah convincingly i mean are we talking about are we starting to talk about pac 12 title contenders I, I mean this is they already look really ahead of schedule for a, yeah. a group that just got kind of thrown together during the offseason i'm like in, i'm in between a rock and a hard place for this cuz it's like I, I don't want to say I, I underestimated them. I, I never doubted Colorado, but I underestimated how good they could be, how quickly they could be. And I think a lot of people were getting on me for that, but I just never was ready or comfortable to be like, they're going to be great immediately because I didn't know. Um, I don't think any of us knew, except for them, obviously. <laughs> they were always confident and kind of had that swagger to them. But I think I think they're going to beat Nebraska. I did that on – I talked about it on yesterday's episode. I think they beat Nebraska by double digits, maybe 10, 15 points. Um, I wasn't impressed with Nebraska – and I think their quarterback, Jeff Sims, is going to make costly errors. Um, and I think you, the defensive line and stopping the run was not great for Colorado, but their secondary is really good, which I feel like is an interesting combination because usually I feel like you wouldn't be able to stop the run, but I think it helps that you know you could stop the pass, I guess, if you had to pick one. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a weird combo, but I think – Well, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I heard Joel Klatt say that this week, like Dion's philosophy on this – as far as team building goes, like he's trying to build from the outside in like football, like general football kind of conventional wisdom always says you got to go, you got to start in the trenches, you get good line play. And then if you can, if you can dominate people up front, like you can do things. But I mean, obviously they stumbled upon something here and maybe it's just the changing world of football, but um, 
a lot of their and they've they've got some good players on D line, but a lot of their guys that they brought in are skill guys, and they're just finding ways to use those players in effective ways. But yeah, I think to go back to like the the question that you asked me, are they going to contend for the Pac-12 twi- title? Excuse me, I need to see them play against Oregon. Um, I yeah. will say, if you asked me this probably a month ago, I'd probably be like, oh, I don't know. But now I feel like it's more possible. Um, I don't think it's as I won't say it's a long shot because the Pac-12 is still loaded. Like there's still five teams, but if I think there's now six team um, is what I'm saying. I think Colorado things could go right for them. I think they could put up points offensively um, as long as they score on offense. I think they'll be okay because we've seen it in the Big 12. Um, even USC last year made it to the Pac-12 title game with a less than stellar deep. I mean, we're going to talk about the same guy here. Lincoln Riley defenses have never been good, never been good really. And Oklahoma kind of ran the Big 12 for what was it, six years straight? They won the Big 12 without really having defense. So I think there's room for improvement for this Colorado defense, obviously. Um, when you give up, i got the numbers in front of me, when you give up 262 yards and 7.1 yards per carry, it's not great. Um, but if they can improve that and kind of make sure the offense is always performing, I think they can maybe make a push for the Pac-12 title game. Now, obviously, it's going to come down to other teams losing and stuff, but um, we're going to talk about what's next for both of these teams um, when we come back. So make sure to stay tuned. Okay, we're talking about, to conclude the show, what went right? We talked about what went right, what went wrong, Stephen. Um, offense, defense, both things went right, some went wrong. Um, but what's next for Colorado and TCU? Start with TCU. Um, is this the punch in the mouth they needed, or is this just a learning moment? That's a great question, Kevin. It's one that I've been asking all week on on my show. Um, you know, what, what stood out to me the most, I, I think, after that game was Sonny Dyke said he didn't feel like the team was ready to play which kind of dumbfounded me because uh, in my mind, I'm like, you're coming off a great season. It didn't end the way you wanted to. Uh, I was, I felt like they would come out with a chip on their shoulder, but they didn't really do that. And credit to Colorado, they did. But yes, I think they could certainly turn it around. Um, and they got their next three games are Nickel State, Houston, and SMU. So you feel like they should be able to handle business in those football games. But the, the thing is now your margin of error is really thin. Like you've, you've already dropped a game um, and your first seven games of the season kind of went into the year thinking, oh, that's pretty manageable. Um, you know, maybe they get tripped up once, but they should be able to win six or seven games. And, and now you have to recalibrate expectations. But I still believe in this team. Um, I don't think they played their best game. And that's not a shot at Colorado. I was really impressed with what they did. I just – I feel like TCU can play better than they did on Saturday. Um, and, and that should help. But if you, if you drop another one here in the next few weeks, then I think, uh, the pressure really gets on the coaching staff to keep this team together, to keep this group, you know, focused. And this is really the first time that they've had adversity in the Sunny Dykes era. I mean, they went 12 and 0 in the regular season last year, um, and lost the Big championship game, lost the national title game, but really defied expectations. And so now you have, your first instance where um, there was a lot of expectations on you and people thought you should open the season with a win. You didn't do that. So how do you respond? So I'm kind of in a weird way. I'm kind of excited to see that because it's like, okay, this is a new aspect of uh, a new regime and new coaching staff. But for Colorado, I mean, beyond like obviously all the attention that they're going to get and the coverage that's going to be there, What's next for them as they get ready for this game against a a traditional rival in Nebraska? 
Yeah, I think to to round out the show here, um, one to touch on TCU though, because I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from them. They were a solid team. They played well for the most part. They had a couple costly errors, um, but Colorado obviously was a surprising team. Um, they kind of they had four five historic performances, and TCU still hung in there. Um, so I feel like that's kind of something to hate moral victories, but that'd be a moral victory if I was TCU. For Colorado, I think now. The attention, there's two things they need to focus on, uh, not letting the hype get to them and then also building off of it. Because I think realistically now starting 3-0 is very possible for them. They have Nebraska next and Colorado State after that. But I think the re- the case for Colorado to start off the season 3-0, if you would have told me that about a couple months ago, I'd have been like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But now it seems way too possible. Um, Steven, I appreciate you for joining us on this Locked On crossover. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you can find this on our show over on Locked On Buffs or Steven's show over on Locked On Horn Frogs. And it'll also be posted on Locked On Big 12. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys have a great day. And college football is back, Steven. And let's see what happens with these two teams this coming week.